Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018 edition of the Sands and Storms and Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Reston, Virginia. Yesterday I talked about two different hardware-related flaws, one of the older Spectre flaws and how it can be used to exploit system management mode, also new exploits over the network for Rowhammer. Well, we are not done yet with these hardware flaws. Today on Monday we have new news about new variants of the Spectre flaw. These are these Spectre and G flaws that sort of have been rumored now for a couple of weeks. We didn't have any details about them, but today Intel, Microsoft and Red Hat have released advisories regarding these flaws. There are two distinct flaws that have been released as part of Spectre NG. One is a variant of the Spectre variant 3, which we already have seen, and then there's also a new variant, Spectre variant 4. Intel now has released some BIOS updates and microcode updates to OEMs in beta forms, so they're probably not yet out by the time you listen to this. However, Microsoft and Red Hat also released patches of their own to protect yourself from these vulnerabilities. One of the more dangerous exploits, of course, against Spectre was always the use of JavaScript in the browser in order to take advantage of these vulnerabilities. According to Intel, the browser protection mechanisms that have been put in place for Spectre 1 should also be effective for these newer versions of Spectre. So now, what should you do as an end user? Well, what do you usually do? Apply patches. I wouldn't really rate these patches as super critical, so give them some time to actually make sure that they're not causing any issues. Remember, we had issues with some of these Spectre patches in the past, so don't rush it. And then, of course, as you feel comfortable, as you test these patches yourself, apply them to your systems. And then don't forget that in addition to the patches that you get from Microsoft and from your Linux distributions, there may also be patches for the bias in your system that you typically get from the vendor where you purchased your motherboard or your system. And then we got uh, more news about the Internet of Things. It turns out that botnets like Mirai and also the good old The Moon botnet back from 2014 that in the past really focused more on weak passwords or hard-coded passwords in devices now start switching to actually exploiting vulnerabilities found in these devices. Now, Chinese security company NetLab, who has been tracking some of these botnets, has been able to take down at least one of the botnets that was targeting the GPON routers uh, last week. And it looks like that these botnets aren't quite as effective as some of the prior botnets that just use simple passwords. For example, with these GPON routers, it's expected that only around 2% of the vulnerable populations have actually been exploited. 
So we'll see how this progresses. I'm sure that exploit writers will come up with more effective exploits and at least the one botnet that was taken down has already moved to different servers. And one of the exciting recent additions to Windows was an open SSH client, which of course allows administrators of Windows systems to then reach out to Unix systems, which typically run SSH servers. In the past, you needed third-party software like, for example, Putty. Now, with the SSH suite, there's also a tool called SSH Agent that typically comes with SSH clients. SSH Agent is a convenient way to store your private keys, and Windows does include SSH Agent as well. The risk a little bit with this agent is that since it does store your private key, it is certainly possible with the right privileges to extract private keys from this agent. Now, you do need to be administrator in Windows to do it, but it's still a possible risk since if a workstation, an administrative workstation in particular, is taken over by an attacker, the attacker is ex now able to extract a keys that may enable the attacker to now log in as administrator into additional systems. A recent blog post explains how to do this, how to use PowerShell in order to extract these keys and then how to convert them into a usable format. Not really a new vulnerability per se, but certainly something to be aware of if you're using tools like SSH Agent to store your keys. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.